Hey, welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things running. Ultra running. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey, welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'll be your host for today. This is Jennifer. And this is David. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're doing things a little differently because um, just finished the uh, Moab 240. And uh, Jennifer was my crew extraordinaire. And so we figured we'd change things up a little bit. And uh, we'll talk about the Moab 240 and let her lead the conversation. I'm scared. You can't. All right. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to my show. All right. <laughs> so what's up? Um, good. Um, so I heard you just finished a big race. Yep. Just finished the Moab 240. Really? Yeah. How many miles is that? <laughs> 240. <laughs> so it's funny because uh, I was talking to somebody and um, they thought it was 240K. And I was like, no, it's miles. And they were like, oh. Man, 240-mile marathon. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're about a week out. Um, yeah. So um, and we waited a few days to so you could kind of accumulate your thoughts so you can accurately pontificate on, on your... Yeah, basically so we could catch up with life and yeah. we could finally sit down and, and do this thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, then we did just want to want to talk um about your race, about your preparation, um, thoughts, regrets, um, all all those things. So let's kind of get into it, I guess. All right. All right. Um, two hundred forty miles. Tell us about the training for that, because just being an an outsider, I mean, I, I I'm you know know enough about running and ran enough to make myself very sore and dangerous, but um. You never really run 240 miles or even close to it in your training, yeah. like at one time. Right. Well, and, and for this training block, you know, when I trained for it before, I was probably more fit. This training block, I was kind of balancing, trying to keep my knee healthy and, but also get in, get the fitness, get the training in. So I only maxed out, I maxed out at like 80 miles. So I had some, some, quite a few 70, 75 mile weeks. Maxed out at 80 miles for a week and then, um, you know, and before the taper. So, so. so 80 miles, what does that, um, well, I know what it looks like because I live with you, but <laughs> I, I know you do on those long weeks, it's normally what, 10 miles, one day, 15, a couple of days, a 30 mile Saturday and a 20 mile Sunday on your long weeks. Yeah. Basically it revolves around the long runs, uh, 50 mile weekend, basically 30 mile Saturday, 20 mile Sunday where it maxes out and then the remainder is a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I normally run five days a week and then go to the gym the other two days. And how long did you train for this? Uh, I did a 20 week buildup. So yeah. But you already had a a base. um... Yeah. Well, I lost some of that base because of my knee when I took, I took almost, almost a month off, a month of really low, you know, low mileage and stuff, just trying to get my knee healed up. So, um, so the ramp up was slow. Um, you know, I'm just trying to be careful not to injure my old body <laughs> while I build up. So it's a balance, you know, it was, it, it, 
it was just a balance to do it. So, yeah. You laugh at your your old body. I think I think that's kind of what makes it even more impressive is uh, the fact that you'll be a uh, fifty next year. Yeah. So a whole year. A whole year. A whole year from now, I'll be fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh my gosh! I just had a total brain fart. Like, <laughs> that's a first. I and I don't I don't know I I know in your preparation that um that is it's more than just you know running these miles there's so much more that goes into it and um you're you're a spreadsheet guy and and normally have pretty much everything figured out so you actually have planned out you know how many how many calories you, know, you have that calculated how many calories you're going to need on each set because um there's um you know for people who don't know, the rest stops can be between, I guess, eight miles and 20 miles apart. Yeah. So it, it just really depends. Some may be during the heat of the day. In other words, may be at night. So you've got to adjust your um, water intake and your calorie intake. So um, what did you do for calories this year? Well, so um, those of you who subscribe to the newsletter, if you don't subscribe now, I kind of put in my, my, my plan, what I was using. And so, you know, uh, Tailwind was working with my stomach again. So I was going to use some Tailwind as a base because that's what they provided out there. I was going to use um, uh, SIS has a, um, a powder that's really good. The orange flavor is really good. Uh, I was going to use that. Um, and um, oh, there's one other one. What's the other? Oh, the long haul, infinite long haul, which is like 180 calories. And, you know, it's just good and it, the flavor is good. Um, so that was the base plan. And then I was going to eat a lot of real food you know, hamburgers at the aid stations and, you know, like eat a lot of real food because these long races, you almost have to, I mean, some people might be able to do it on, and I had gels, Morton gels that I was, that I was using too. Uh, if you hear noise in the background, that's my dog deciding to chow down while we're doing this podcast. So, uh, you're getting introduced to the, to our little brown dog named Rue. So anyway, um, so that was the plan, but as you know, uh, like a day into it, um, just something about tailwind did you wrong again well, it, it wasn't really it was tailwind partially but i just didn't want any flavored drink my my palate just didn't want any none of it and so uh, to err on the side of hydration i just thought i just wanted water that would because um i wanted to make sure i was drinking because we're sweating and all that so for electrolytes i did water and i was doing salt tablets that's what i did for electrolytes and then um we had planned for you to make those rice balls Rice balls with, with scrambled eggs and spam. And so you did that. And that was one of my major. Um, the eggs and spam in it. Yeah. 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 Rice, sticky rice, eggs and spam. And so I did that between aid stations uh, along with the gels. And then at aid stations, I'll do those burgers, man. They were great. And then when I found out they could put guacamole on it, I was like, I want a guacamole <laughs> burger, man. That was so good. Yeah. Uh, that and, um, uh, a lot of soup or broth with potato flakes in it. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was a big hit this year. Yeah. Especially when it was cold and dark and you guys were just, because you came in, it, it was chilly up there a few times. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know the the switching from your the tailwind and the flavored drinks to water was uh, something you did pretty quickly. And I guess that's what you learned from your previous run, because that's what kind of what did you run in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those of you remember in 2020, I, um, 
that's when I DNF'd and it was because of the the mix I had in my my pack I, in my bladder. I couldn't drink it anymore. And so I got sick and I got dehydrated and that's all I had. I had that in 20 ounces of water. So play it safe. I just carried three and a half liters of water with me all the time and then uh, would take salt and, and do other stuff. So, you know, and do food, real food mostly. And it seemed to work for you too, because I mean, you looked strong. I mean, there was definitely some times you could tell you were on the struggle bus, but you, you looked really strong considering yeah. the, the whole race. You know, I, I know that you probably you got chewed a couple of times for maybe not drinking as much water as you should have been. Um, but yeah, um, it, it seemed, seemed to work and you looked, you know, great and strong. Um, let's talk about, uh, Okay. I, I know I had somebody ask me, and this is probably on your on your newsletter too. But who's listening? I, there's a lot of your pack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what I, I know it was Ultra Spire, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Ultra Spire Zygos Five. Zygos Five. It's a Twelve liter pack. Twelve liter pack. That thing is crazy. I ought to make pantyhose out of that netting because <laughs> that can hold in some major stuff. I yeah. mean, that was amazing. I'm thought for sure we were going to rip through some of the. That I mean, you had a, a two liter bladder yep. on your back. You had two uh, two soft flasks, soft flasks that went right in the pockets. Yep. You had, gosh, there's pockets everywhere. I had a hard flask in the back. I had a puffy. I had um, pants, wind pants. I gloves. had a, a insulated shirt, gloves, a lot of uh, food. Oh, I had, yeah, I had my headlamp in there. Um, or my waist lamp. Extra batteries. Extra batteries. I mean, and you did. Yeah. You had Rice Krispies. You had the rice balls. Oh, yeah. You rice, had the gels. I, I you forgot had... to talk about Rice Krispies. Yes. I ate a lot of Rice Krispies yes. treats too. Those you are did. good. Yeah, those, those are good. Are... <laughs> um, but yeah, that thing is amazing. How much you can? Oh my God! Really, dog? Yeah, yeah. There's there's Rue trying to trying to be a part of the podcast. I'll put a picture of Rue in the show notes so y'all can see her cuteness. But she's normally ignoring us, and now she's deciding she wants to play and and playing with squeaky toys okay so yeah that thing was that thing was pretty pretty amazing um tail or your your waist lamp yeah that's a that's an ultra spire lumens uh i have two of them i have a lumens uh 6.0 uh and the lumens i think it's the 800 um and they're just fantastic i i, don't, I never put them on the highest setting a lot of people like the bright light but i rather um what I like about them is I can swap a battery out without having to recharge it. I can just hand you the battery and you recharge it in the truck. And, um, and so, but I would put it on low and it it would last all night. I wouldn't, well, I put it on, um, like medium and it would just last all night, you know, running. Um, if I got on some rocky terrain or whatever, I'd put it brighter, but, um, just, I just, just a fantastic product. It's, you know, and I like it rides on the, when it rides on the waist, you can see the shadows of it just gives you better depth perception so you're not then the tripping. headlamp you don't then wear the one of those anymore right well I, ha I had a headlamp in my pack another it was an ultra spire one for in case i needed to look around because it's kind of funny when you need to like look to the side you got to turn your waist to the side so you look <laughs> i don't know you look like you're trying to dance or something or i don't know you pointing your privates at people or something i don't know it's kind of weird but anyway so so uh i had the headlamp but i, I never i never wore it and uh but but it's it's a it's a great product and I like, I just like having it on the waist and anything on your head. Uh, I have a pet, nice Petzl headlamp, but it's just, 
I don't know, too heavy on the head for too long and squeeze, yeah, squish my brain. It your man. neck, too, yeah, I yeah, think. Just, squish, just squishes your brain. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you were carrying enough. I bet th- that pack was heavy. How much do you think you were carrying? So I, I, um, I looked it up, three and a half liters of water. I think it was like seven pounds or something. So, And I had a bunch of other stuff in yeah. there. So I probably had 10 to 12 pounds uh, a pack easy. Sloshing up and down. Yeah, sloshing up and down and, and you know, a lot of climbing, a lot of, just a lot, you know. That just adds to it, you know, and then I have my, I use trekking poles. I have the same, I've had those trekking poles since I bought those to do the rim to rim to rim in, yeah. was that 2016, 2017? So it, it's a, a black diamond carbon Z fold. And I've, I've used those for, I use it for Tahoe. Uh-huh. I use it for Silver Heels. I've used it for, I just, I've used them like yeah. all kind of hikes. Anything that's got. Yeah. I'd hiked up Hope Pass with them. Just, and, and. Of course, they they look a little beat up, but dang, they're still perfect. They're still great. And I wore just regular like workout gloves. You know, I know I know Lecky uh, has has some fancy little mitts or whatever that you wear, but I just I just ordered these. I had some weeder ones before. I got ordered these. There's some no name brand off of Amazon. Just hiking gloves. I mean, just workout gloves that I, I they wore. did the job. Yeah, they did I don't the know. job. You switched out to other gloves when it was it was cold. Yeah, yeah. When it got cold. Put on some, put some good think, uh, warm gloves on my hand. You're an Injinji sock man because you like the toe socks, right? Yes, yes. All right. I ended up, I'll, I'll do exo toes, but I ended up doing Injinji for these because they, they pull them up higher. Um, and um, yeah, when we changed them out pretty often, um, probably not often enough though because my feet. Oh, they were jacked. So if anybody's out here is looking to do Moab, and they, they said this, you know, like really take care of your feet. And I rarely have, I've run hundred miles where I hadn't changed my shoes and socks and I don't have, I've never had, the only time I've had blisters, um, that were bad were for, um, for Tahoe on my heels. I had them and, and they weren't even that bad. And for this one, man, my feet, uh, I had, had them on my heels, on my toes. Um, and it's too bad someone didn't encourage you to change your socks or shoes more often. Well, there's a couple of times Jen's like, you need to change your socks. I'm like, oh, I'm good. And yeah, I wasn't good. And so, um, so I ended up with some pretty gnarly blisters. Pictures are on. We, we got a few pictures. Yeah. Facebook and stuff there. Yeah. I'll put links to the pictures and videos and that, you know, you know, when the medics are wanting to video it and take pictures of it, it's pretty good. Uh, they wanted to, cause, cause I had a couple that were pretty, looked like they were going to make a nice little fountain when they busted. Uh, So, (laughs) but it's, it's crazy. So. One of the things that I was telling people that that's that's interesting is so even though I'm not used to having foot issues, my mindset with it was all right. Let's just deal with it now. Let's this this drain it, tape it, whatever needs to be done, and then move on. And then when I would take off, they would hurt for the first little bit, and then I would just kind of like okay, that's that's the way my feet are now. I'm just gonna deal with it. And and then it really didn't bother. Like it was there, the pain was there, but it it didn't it didn't let it bother me. Like I just kept moving. Yeah, I was kind of concerned. And and that's the one thing um, I would say in this race, I saw more people having their feet worked on yeah. at the rest stops than, than any other race I've uh, ever crewed you at. Yeah, you know? at, at the aid stations, the medics were, were busy. They oh, just had just people, people in line with nasty feet. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. But they were, I have to say, so, you know, I give a few kudos for the for the race and stuff. The, uh, the aid stations... They were so good. They were they were really good um, at this one. The the people, the volunteers, the food, um, and the medics. Every single one of them was fantastic. You know, they're looking at 
our nasty stank feet, dirty feet, and they were just they just talked to us. Clean your feet up. Clean our feet up. And yeah, bust bust our whatever, tape our whatever, and send us on our way. And they were all just like they were there. They just enjoyed helping people. And yeah. that was cool. Um, yeah, I felt like I was, I bonded with every single one of them, you know, just talking to them while they, you know, messing with my feet. And, uh, and so it was good and, um, just, just, just fantastic. So, but that was huge. Um, you know, bring, you can't, I don't think you can bring too many socks. I didn't mind my, my shoes. I didn't change my shoes until 200 miles. We won't talk about shoes though. No, we talk. I, I wore the uh, Ultra Olympus, <clears throat> the four I don't even have the five, the new five because the four are just good, and um, so I wore those um, two hundred miles, and then I swapped out to another pair for the last forty miles, and they did fine. So, Jen, Jen's just mad because they dissolved the red team, and they they don't sponsor anybody who's not a professional or an influencer now. So they <laughs> they they okay, they okay. cut <laughs> out the middleman. That's not what this podcast is about. Anyhow, um. All right. Well, let's talk about, let's see, the race. Yep. Um, highs. Um, is there anything that, that you know, that stands out? Is, is, this was your favorite part of the race? This was. Well, it was, well, it was different. This year was different because they did the noon start. So that was weird. Yeah. Um, and. But it worked out really well. It worked right? out really well. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out well because we weren't in the super hot areas uh during the day and so we so i'd imagine of course last time i only made it to 67 miles so i you know i imagine you know later on i would have hit different thing different points at different times of day um i don't know i think i think a couple times um there were a few times where i just because the moon was almost non-existent and there were a few times where i just stopped turned off my lamp and just just looked just looked up and the stars were crazy. I even got a really good picture of, you know, you can see the Milky Way with my phone and it was just really cool, you know, out in the middle, out in the middle of the desert out there, you know, and being able to just be out in God's creation. I would say, I think, I think my highs during the race though, um, I shared this with a few people. Um, so when I did Tahoe, my every 10 miles, I would, I would pause and just say a prayer of thanks just general thanks, you know, maybe I have a subject, but for this one, I did every 10 miles. I, I had my watch where it would beep and I, I had a list and it was a list of, of things or people that I was thankful for. And, um, it really kept my head thinking positively to, to, and it was all about gratitude. I wanted the race to be about gratitude. Like I wanted to be just thankful. I was thankful I'm, with my knee and everything. I was thankful to just be out there you know, to have another chance for redemption after I failed. So I was, I wanted to focus on that. And so, you know, number one was, was, was God. I just thank God for his salvation, for having a relationship with him. And of course you were number two. And so, you know, it was just really neat to be able to be out there in the middle of the mountains or the just middle of the desert. And that, that beep would go off. And then I would just be focused on, you know, you are one of our kids or whatever, and just thanking God for them or, or, or our grandkids or whatever, you know, and just, just spending time thinking about them. And it just made me smile. Like I would be out there in the middle, you know, night, day or whatever, just, just smile and, and it, it just get me focused on what's important. I'd forget about the pain, forget about the, you know, 
And uh, so that was that was one thing that really made it a big a big deal for me. And then the other thing was it was kind of a a nothing burger a little bit, but it was still cool. So the race started on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Which is, you know, I'm not superstitious, but you know, some people might be. And then the Saturday at 1030, the solar eclipse was coming right over Moab. And I think where we were, it wasn't the darkest place because we had already traveled, I don't know, 70 something miles by then. So we weren't quite right over where it went. But anyway, you could tell it was getting a little dark and, and in our pack, in our uh, race pack, they gave us the glasses. And so it was just really cool to be running a race. And look at, oh, it's 1030, step aside, put on those glasses and look up at the sun and see a, see the, the, the solar eclipse. You know, you could see the moon in front of it. Ah, that was really cool. And then you're like, well, that was cool. And then you just keep running. You know? <laughs> the, I, I was kind of disappointed because I thought it was going to go pitch black. That's why I looked, <laughs> looked at the sun without my glasses on because I'm like, it's not even doing. And then I put the glasses on, you could see it. But I thought... That's why my eyes watered for the next two days. But um, <laughs> that's my wife. But yes, I, I thought it would get darker. But with the glasses on, you really you, you yeah. could see. Yeah, it, and it was so, kind of just kind of cool. cool. It's cool. Yeah. Something you don't, you know. And we got to see it from a better yeah. viewpoint yeah. than we would have here. Yeah, and then uh, I think it was the um, was third night, second night. I don't know. It's a blur. So I'm running with. Uh, I got to run with. It was pretty cool because I got to run with people from from uh, from. Uh, from uh, the UK, different areas of the UK, from New Zealand, from Australia, just random people I'm running with. And it's, it was pretty, pretty awesome. And so at one point we hadn't seen the moon at all. And we came up on this, this ridge and we looked in this, I think the sun was going, I think it was going down. I don't remember, but you could see the little crescent moon and I, I got a picture of it and I posted it on the Moab uh, site, you know, Facebook page. It was like when we finally saw the moon and that was just kind of a cool moment. It's like the moon. I don't know. And we're all out there delirious, half asleep, you know, trying to climb through the mountain, the LaSalle mountains and, and uh, got a picture of the moon. So, so we're going to talk about some of your UK friends in a second. Okay, I, okay. I, I think um, we're going to talk about Lowe's. Okay. So Lowe's. Um, Lowe's um, I could. Um, yeah. What, what, did, what did you, when did you think? I... Oh, well, and I, and I knew what to expect. Guys are past. That okay. was that was by far the the most tired I saw you or anybody. It you'd yeah. been running through the dark. Uh, it, it was uphill. I think it'd been seventeen miles or something since. Um, something like that. A, yeah. Well, I I saw you. I saw you at Road Forty Six, yeah. and then there was like it was like twenty nine miles. Yeah. Total before so I, got I had to not see, yeah. seen you for a very long time, and um, the. Let's see, it was almost five feet of elevation gain to get from the Pole Canyon 5, 000, to yeah. um, Geyser Pass. So you were pretty wiped out yeah. uh, once I saw you, but you made some some funny new friends um, coming coming up there. And I know you had told me a story about um, um, when you were talking to the to the lady from oh, Australia. Yeah. So yeah, so it's kind of funny. I love these races. You make, and guys, you know, you make friends on the trail and, and this race that, you know, there's people from all over the world that come and race this thing. And so, uh, so I'm running, um, I'm running with a Brit, um, and, and, and a girl from Australia, uh, Ben and, and uh, Amelia. Yeah. And so, um, cool people, we kind of stuck together and, um, especially through that, that hard section. So from road 46, we went to, we had to climb up Pole Canyon, which was a good climb. And then Geyser Pass was a big climb. And we, 
I knew that, you know, and, um, you know, we talked about that. And so we just had to prepare ourselves for it. And it, and it was at pretty high altitude. And so, you know, shorter breath, it was just, it was hard. It was at night. It was difficult. Um, so we're talking, you know, you're going through this, you're suffering together and you're just talking and I'm talking to Amelia. And so accents, uh, really, um, can, can change the meaning of a conversation. So Amelia, if you hear this, I didn't even tell you about this, but this is pretty funny. Um, so we're, we're going through and, and I said, uh, weren't you, weren't you running with a girl early on? And early on, everybody was trying to make it to, uh, to, is it, is it Jason's ladder? Uh, while it was still daylight, mm -hmm. that little climb down part is really cool, but I could see where it'd be really hard to navigate at night. And so she said, yeah, we were trying to make, and I'm not even gonna try to imitate her accent, but she said, yeah, we were trying to get there. And, uh, I said, well, what happened to her? Y'all were running together. And she said, uh, she said she had to drop. I was like, oh, what was wrong? She said, fate. I was like, fate? I was like, man, that's some deep stuff, man. Like, it's just fate that she couldn't. <laughs> she was meant just, to drop out. She was out. meant to drop out. It was fate. And then as we were talking, <laughs> she talked about having blisters on her fate. And I was like, oh, no. She had trouble with her feet. So that was that was pretty funny, man. You know, just he was, yeah. And and Ben, he was he was funny too. I'd I'd met him a couple of rest stops earlier, and he was super smiling then, and then a little less smiling. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. this one, this this is a rough one though. It was I I was watching you on the on the tracker, and I I, I thought you took a nap at point eight because it just wasn't. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh my god! And so I'm talking to Ben Light, and he's like, he's. Per preparing me because i'm like okay i because I, i'm i'm stressing a little bit because yeah. it was you know yeah. been a long night for you and you've been yeah. running and i'm like yeah he's that close surely you know and, and so he's telling me okay you know once he makes it here it's you know yeah this is what he has to look forward to and it's much i mean once yeah. once you got there that's the good thing about that being the low part yeah is because once you got there it was not all downhill from there right. but it was a was, lot of downhill it yeah. was, and it was not as much, you know, the, the, the worst part was for sh sure over, but, um, well, well, what was crazy is, um, I, I went through and I have some recordings of where I did some quick videos and stuff. And when I recorded, uh, after Shea Mountain, how hard that was, and it was hard, uh, Shea Mountain was one of the other high mm -hmm. peaks that we, that we did. And I was like, man, that was so difficult and everything. And, and I remember one of the, uh, later on, one of the medics or whatever was saying after shade, they didn't want to say like, yeah, I ain't seen nothing yet. Where you get to? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they added, you know, a section to it. Um, you know, it added Monticello, that whole area. So that area was, some of it was new and, but it was, it was hard. And, but I also knew that it was going to be, I didn't know it was going to be as hard as it was, but guys, I knew guys are past was going to be hard. Um, but. I don't know. I think I had even before, like, cause we did a video and we talked about the climb right before on road 46 yeah. and I was just like, okay, it's going to be what it is. Just got to go to get these climbs yeah. and then I can get down here. I tried to, tried to keep pretty positive. And I think when I came in after that, when I came into, to Geyser Pass, I don't know, I was tired, but I, I wasn't, I, I think I was pretty positive. Uh, you, you really, your, your attitude in your head was seemed to be in the right place this whole race. There was never... A time I thought that he looks like he wants to, you know, he's he's done. Yeah. You know, yeah. it didn't even seem to be an an option. And that just, and it, you know, that had so much more to do with your head than it did your body. Because it just, it, it wasn't even, I don't think, you know. 
Yeah, there was, there was a, you know, and I told this to a few people um, early on, I guess, I don't even remember. This was probably, um, probably that big gap where I didn't see you between Amasa back and Indian Creek, or maybe even after that, it might be Indian Creek to Shane Mountain. But I remember like my, uh, my IT band flared up, which I called it my hip, but I was like, I've never had trouble there. And I'm thinking of the climbs that we got, I've got to do. You know, I was like, oh man, and I'm having to, I was having to lean a little more. when I massaged your booty. Yeah, she had to massage my booty. Um, But, but, um, so I'm thinking, you know, my knee started getting a little achy and, and, and like, so in my head, it started to play a little bit like, you know, like this, this could be my out. Like, you know, I can, it's hurting, it's starting to hurt and I can make it stop hurting. And, and that was somewhere out in the middle of nowhere by myself doing my thing. And, and then I was able to just flip the switch and say, no. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, um, of course, if I get injured, you know, we evaluate if something's bad, but this is, I can push through this. This is not a big deal. I can stretch the IT band and I can keep moving. And so, no, I'm here to do this. You know, um, this is my second chance and I'm grateful for it and I'm not going to squander it. And so I just, just kept plugging along. And, you know, last time when, when I went to do it, I also had a mentality of like, you know, David Goggins is there and I would joke around like hashtag beat Goggins and, you know, and like I was in, I was in great shape, like physical shape. Yeah. I was in very good shape then. And cause I ran a lot of the sections that this time I didn't run as hard. Or, well, you had gotten more mountain training that year. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. I was able to get a lot more. And, and so for this one though, I was just kind of like, it, it even showed in the video you took of us taking off. Like uh, in 2020, I was more toward the front. And this one, I was watching your video and I was like, where am I? And, and I was like in the middle of the pack. And I was like, that's where I wanted to be. I just wanted to be, I wanted to go get it done and no pressure and just keep moving. And, and just, uh, I tell people it's, a lot of these races about resource management, your calories, your, your sleep, your, your effort, your, your uh, clothes, everything. You got to just manage everything. And if you manage it well, you can, you can get it done. And so, you know, I just, I just managed all that, you know, and I just focused on the next section and, you know, and getting to that, get either getting to you or getting to my guacamole burger. Well, it's good because I, I, you had told me, um, after another race that I was an enabler as far as letting you quit. So, um, I was, I, I took a, uh, lesson from Mike McKnight's wife and I was just really planning on leaving you even if you wanted to quit or not because that seemed to work well for her dude that's one of the funniest stories sure, so if awesome. you haven't seen that Mike McKnight tells a story he put it on social media where he wanted to quit and his wife said nope and she drove off so he had to keep going I was like man that's fantastic that's so awesome yeah and he, yeah. And he went on to win you know yeah. and so um and you know, and it, it's you talk about winning. It's funny because I've had a couple people ask, "Well, where do you place?" And that doesn't even—I that's not even a thing, really, because that's not what it's all about. Right. Unless you're—I mean, you're. There's some pro runners that that, yeah. that are they're runner runners. Um, I think that's one of the things that, and I, I think I've said this before on your podcast. Um, one of the few times you had me on there. Um, um, but I, I think that it's amazing that you you know you manage a full time job. Um, you. You know, you have, you know, we have kids, you, you know, do coaching and you do your podcast. You've got a lot of stuff going on. So you are not a, 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 a full-time runner. You, right. that's, that's, I guess a hobby. Yeah. Um, 
uh, takes yeah. up a lot of your time, hobby. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, something that uh, I think it's amazing that you are able to do so well with the fact that it is in order not to get your wife griping even more about the time that it takes you, <laughs> you know, you're up at four o'clock and I don't know what time you get yeah. up because I'm not even four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, usually four o'clock, sometimes earlier on Saturday mornings. Yeah, Yeah. in order to, you know, not be taking that time away from the family. So I think that um, that's, you know, part of what makes the the fact that you're able to do this so, so kind of, kind of neat, you know. And I mean, I I would say it takes away the excuses for for all of us if we were to want to do something like (laughs) that. I said, I'll tell you, was like, you could do it. You have to want to, though. Really like, bad. Because seriously though, like yeah, people can do it, but you have to you have to want it. Like if you're wanting a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. And if your wanter is not strong, you're not gonna train and you're not gonna and when it gets out there and, and I tell I tell all my runners, it's gonna hurt. It's it's gonna come to a point in time where it's gonna hurt, it's gonna suck, and you're gonna ask yourself, Why am I doing this? Oh, and that's okay. Actually okay. I have that I have that written down. Okay, what what you got written down? What's okay, I, I think just the most of the people you know, that aren't ultra runners or even the, anybody who hasn't done a 240 or doesn't really want to. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why Why would you put yourself through that? What What makes you do that? And part two of the question is, is 240 enough? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. So, so while we're talking here, I haven't looked, but I haven't even talked to you about this. Okay. Uh, big dog backyard is going on right now. Don't worry, I'm not talking about another race. But two of the guys are at, They've been doing this since Saturday. There's an American and a Canadian left, the last man standing, uh-huh. and they are at 400. They were at 437 <laughs> miles when I left. Harvey Lewis and I forgot the other guy's name, but I'm just saying that. So when it could be worse, that's it what could you're be worse me. is what I'm telling yes. you. So, <laughs> no, I just, I just, I, I like the the challenge, and and you know, people that listen to the podcast all the time probably tired of hearing me say this, but I believe God's put potential in us, and I think, I think we just. It's mining. It's trying to figure out that potential. Like, you know, okay, if can I do this? And and it's a question. Like, it's not a gimme. You know, that's part of the, part of the the the. I mean, a hundred miles right now. Oh, you say, oh, you can do a hundred miles easy because it's you know you just did a two forty. Well, no, a hundred miles isn't a gimme. After I did the Tahoe two hundred, I DNF'd a hundred miler. You know, and 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 so. It's 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 just to to just to see what God's put in there, and and really to you know I give him glory. Like, thank you, Lord, for giving me the ability to do this. And, um, you know, and it's a, I think it's a good hobby. It's a wholesome hobby. You know, you're like, where's your husband? He's just out running the streets. No, literally running the streets. He's not, he's not out running the streets, you know? And, uh, I, and I just, I just like the challenge and the process of preparing my body for it. And then, and then seeing if I can get it done. And, uh, yeah. I okay. Mean, that's, so okay, all right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna going to call this a temporary safe place because that, once the microphones are off, I'm not promising that you're not gonna get an earful. But what is next? What <laughs> what what are your plans? What am I so? Well, I told you about this one. So uh, the Kansas Crazy Train yeah. is in March. That's it. That's 200 miler put on by the Outlaw Race series that filters into the uh, Prairie Spirit, but it's on the Flint Hills Trail. I hadn't run Kansas any of those. Kansas is the butt crack of the universe. It really yeah, is. It's that's pretty though. That area is pretty. Place. It's flat, but it's pretty. That's okay. a pretty area. So, so I've got that in March. Um, if I can heal up enough, I'm gonna run Route 66 in November with uh, with my friend Jamie, 
who's been training for it, who just had knee surgery too, and he's been training. So I'd like to run that with him if I can, but I'm not going to push it. I want to make sure I'm recovered. Um, but there's that. Um, uh, longer term, I can't do it next year. I would like to get redemption at Bigfoot. Uh, and Jen just rolled her eyes. Um, I'd like to have a vacation that was not. We can, we can do that <laughs> next year because that's not it. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, but, and then I don't know after that, you know, um, I don't have, you know, people ask, I was talking to somebody today about the like Barkley marathons. Like, would you, you want to do that? I was like, no, I really don't. I don't, I don't, I just don't have a desire to do that. But there are some things I'd, I'd like to do just some mountain races. I haven't done. There's some right there in Colorado, the Creed. Uh, Creed 100, Mesa's Hideout 100. They're just, just true gritty mountain races just to go, you know, push myself, but go spend time in the mountains. I just, I love that, you know, like this, um, some people don't like the, the Moab area, the desert, the red stuff, but I, I've only been out there once before. And so it was really cool to just go out and really, I got to experience the, the, the desert, you know, with all the mesas, the red everywhere. And then I got to get up in the, the Alpine, you know, up in the LaSalle's and all that. And, and, uh, there was some, still some snow on the ground from the weather that we had when we came yeah. in, there was still a little bit, and it's just beautiful, you know? And so just to get to see places and, and, you know, on my own two feet, you know, getting myself out there, um, experiencing God's creation. I don't know. It's, it's just something about it. And I know I'm out there suffering, doing it and looking at my feet half the time, but I make myself stop every now and then and look up and look around and take pictures, you know, and it's a good excuse to rest after a big climb, stop and take a picture. One second. I, I know Autumn, the, the 11 year old, she, she said one of the things she wanted to see was a picture of the, or was the Milky Way. And she had the chance to come with us. So yeah. ha ha. Um, she, yeah. She didn't get to see the didn't clear. Get to see it or, or the made up dog petting parade that I, yeah, so Jen tried to uh, make her feel bad for not coming with us <laughs> and said they were having a, a dog petting parade that she was going to miss because she's crazy about animals. So anyway, that's, that's uh, Jennifer's <laughs> warpness. There really was the Milky Way, though. Yes, that yes. Was legit she really there. missed. Yes. Yeah, but she's got time with Grandma and Grandpa, so. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, most important thing someone needs to know about Let's see, I'm going to do specifically the Moab. Um, if someone's thinking about doing that, what what do you say? This is what you need to know ahead of time. Um, I think two things. Well, I, I said one of them already. Take care of your feet. Yes. Um, and it's it's weird because it's just kind of this really fine, gritty. It's not like this. It's, it's not even like sand. It's like. No, it's not. D dirt dust. And and it gets right through your gators. Uh, it, yeah, I had gators on my feet and it, it gets in Sorry, there. back to that. But no, it, was, no, it was weird. No, it, 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 the, the, the dirt gets in your shoe. It's two things on, on your feet. Two reasons it's hard on your feet. Number one, the dust. It's going to get in there and it's just going to eat your feet. Mm. Number two, there are so, it's so rocky. There are rocks everywhere and your feet are constantly shifting in your shoes while you're running, walking, hiking, whatever you're doing. Um, there's a, there are very few places that aren't, that are just smooth, you know? Yeah. Um, and you, so your feet are constantly moving and they've got that dirt, dust, sand in there to rub your feet. And so that's, that's the most I've ever had issues with my feet. So be prepared for that. Just, you know, either if you use the medics or not, just clean your feet, clean your feet at, you know, just about every chance you get, check on your feet. Um, the other thing, I don't know what it was this year, 
um, be prepared. You have to have the GPX on your phone. You have that's part of your required. It was really necessary this year. Uh, I don't know the trail, the trails, the markings just weren't. Um, and and there's a lot of areas with cows and animals move them. And we did have a section where people pulled up all the markings, yeah, which yeah, which is so sad because you know people weren't trained hard for this race, and then they they've got a, you know, they got off track because somebody removed trail markings. But there was also spots there it could have been marked better. Like you come up to an intersection and there's just nothing and you're like, I don't know whether to go left or right. So you got to keep pulling your phone out. So it makes it hard sometimes to kind of get on, get on track and, you know, feel confident where you're moving. You know, you want to just keep moving and you're like, well, uh, just a half a mile and I should have zigged when I zagged back there, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I, and I'm, you know, hoping to do a little better next year, you know, in the future races that they'll, they'll mark it a little bit better. Um, so, but, but, but there's that, but other than that, make sure you're carrying enough water. Um, you know, hydration's so super important that that's what crushed me, you know, that, that, that year I got dehydrated. And, um, so when in doubt, just carry, carry extra water. And, uh, some people were able to do it with less than I had. I carried three and a half liters and the most I drank for a section. I ended up drinking three liters and I had a, like, I, I, thought of that half that was in the back of my pack as kind of like my, my spare. Yeah. Like if I went to that, then I knew I had to start rationing, yes. you know, but I never had to even go to it. So I probably carried more than I needed, but I rather have more yeah. than. And, uh, for, as your, for your wife's peace of mind, I'm glad yeah. that you had yeah. it just because, yeah, uh, you know, it, it is nerve wracking um, to be not knowing where you are. Um, Oh, and sunscreen because there's a lot of oh, exposed yeah. sections. Um, it what the temperatures weren't, and bad. you don't realize it's because it's yes. close. You know, it's kind of any any mountain race. It's closer to sun, so you yeah. don't realize you're yeah. getting fried. Yeah, well, I know. Um, you had mentioned you know maybe better trail marking, but this this was a really Candace did a really and her 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 crew did a really good job on this race. I thought I think that's what we thought, right? Yeah, Between yeah. The aid stations, the sleep stations were yeah. adequate. Yep. medical people were there um so we we've had uh so when we did tahoe in in 2018 it was it was fantastic yes, we we were impressed sure. and then when we um we've done some of the other races and even this one in 2020 there were some it just the 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 covid changed yeah something. covid had some issues that was covid year and so so just there were some there were some issues and you know I don't know what it was but it's like some of the quality went down and some of the eight stations and all that and it could have been COVID but I have to say this year it was it was fantastic back up where every volunteer everybody was good everything you needed was there yes I mean yes. just and like I said the sleep stations were far away there were porta potties at every aid station yes there was I mean it was it was. It was one where even if you didn't have a crew, I think that you would have had at least some peace of mind because they took such good care of you guys. Yes, yes, and 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 you said the porta potties and stuff. I, I didn't have to poop in the woods. That's good. I was I was able to <laughs> I was able to handle my business at aid stations. No, I mean that's and, something. Yeah, I mean yeah. it really is. No, yeah, we we yeah, there was really nothing, and and you know it's kind of crazy because you think about these races, they're huge, and and like. The week of, or when they were marking the trail, like the uh, road of uh, 46 aid station, that had to be relocated. Yes. Um, and so that was in a, a mile from from where it normally would have been. Yes. And so, yeah. And it, it, Jen, Jen, so I, I'll tell on you, but it's, it's not bad. Um, because of that, 
um, it, it took her a little while to find it. And I got to the aid station before she did, but it was like, it was five minutes. And it was really, I wasn't concerned because I got there and I like, I, I knew I needed, when I get there, I start eating and I was going to sleep there. And then, you know, if for some reason she didn't show up, uh, that one of the guys at the aid station went looking for the truck and he said, no, I don't see her. And he said, well, when you're ready to sleep, just I'll walk you to the sleep station. And then, um, when she gets here, I'll tell her where you are. And so it was like, I really, I wasn't concerned. Like I knew you were coming. Uh, I don't like think I, I was five minutes late. It was, yeah, it was, I, I was, I was into my burger, <laughs> but, but, but like, I really wasn't concerned. Like I knew, I, I knew you were coming. Like I didn't freak out. I was like, okay, you know, like I'll just, I'm supposed to rest here anyway. So I'm going to eat right now. If she's not, when I'm done eating, if she doesn't make it here yet, I'm gonna go lay down. And then I'm sure she'll show up. While surely I she'll be here. Sure, yeah, surely she'll be here. And that's where I, is that where I slept? Yes. Yeah, no, I didn't sleep three hours there. That no, was, it was Geyser. That was Geyser. I slept three hours. Yeah. There. That one I took a, I think I took a two. You took about, no, you took no. about a 45 minute nap. That there. was a short one. Yeah. So the Geyser yeah. one's the only one you did a really decent nap at. That's the one, that's the only one the alarm woke me up. I, yes. I said, I said, I'm sitting for three hours. I'm going to wake up before. I didn't wake up before. That yeah. the. I remember when that alarm went off, I, I kind of sat up and I was like, like, where am I? Who, who am I? What <laughs> am I doing? What nightmare am I? <laughs> what am I doing? Yes. Do I, and, and that last, after Geyser passed, that was, I had 40 miles left. Um, and yeah, it was his last push to get it done. So I, yeah, I was, and you just knocked those out. I mean, it's, I, I wasn't sure, um, you know how long that would take, but she knocked those miles out pretty quickly. Yeah. That was. Yeah. So I did. So what's cool is when I left a uh, geyser pass and went to porcupine rim, um, at that aid station that I ate, I ate different at that one. That's, they were doing breakfast and I was, so listen, the, the, these, these, you can get some good food at these aid stations. Um, uh, Mika who I had run with part of, uh, Tahoe 200 and in 2018, she was working at the aid station. And so, uh, I had some pancakes, Bunch of pancakes with syrup and some eggs. So I sat there and ate eggs and pancakes before I finished my last 18 miles of the race. So you could have done, done been done sooner. I could have been done sooner, but I had to fuel up. Okay. I had to fuel up. So I sat down and I ate. Yeah. No, it worked though. Cause you, you really made, uh, I was, it's, it's neat to, uh, to be able to, to watch the GPS thing um, when it's moving, it's stressful when it stops, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, just to, to see you knocking those miles out and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I only took two, like I stopped a few times, like to stretch in the shade or something, even in that, you know, in, but I only took two dirt naps throughout the whole thing, which is unusual. I think because I planned my sleep with and probably you. Probably because you saw people take pictures of snakes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Too. One guy said he, uh, he, he said he got a picture of a tarantula that came up on him and, and then, then he tried to lay down again and it was a rattlesnake. Yeah. Rattling. Yeah. That was after I had done and I just didn't take any more, yeah. but, but, but I think a total of about 15, 20 minutes it of, of a, dirt naps. A lot. I just, um, yeah, you, you did great. I just, I, I'm still bummed that I, I, I didn't see you. The guy that was ringing the bell up there did not ring it. So, he, so you got too far. And so I'm running through the crowd to try to get to the um, finish line so I can get a good picture. So I did not get a good picture. Plus, you. That I did not get a good video. Plus the whatever the, the live feed. Live it feed. was like the perfect storm. So the, the guy who rings the cowbell when there's a runner went on break, I guess. Yeah. Because I remember I thinking, man, they should have ring a cowbell by now. And I'm yeah. running in. I'm all excited. I'm emotional. And then I I run in and people started cheering. And then um 
and Jen's got her camera, her phone up, but, um, she didn't get me running in. She got right when I stopped running and it, it looks like it I'm taking like a funky walked step. In. It looks like I walked in. <laughs> I don't walk in. All right. <laughs> and so, um, so, and I, yeah, I came running in full force and then, uh, Jen said something like, oh, I didn't get the video. And the lady said, oh, the live feed. And those of you who are watching the live feed know that it just, it yeah. just caught me like I appeared there at the end. <laughs> so fast. So there's no evidence of me running in at it, the end. But yes. I'm hoping they got, uh, the picture should be out pretty soon. Yeah. I'm hoping they got some good pictures. Um, and uh, But so um, it was the it was the hardest race I've done. Really? And And yeah, it was. It was hard, just physically hard, and and it was mentally hard. But I, I'm glad I was able to, like, I learned about myself physically, but also like mentally that I can, I can just, just, all right, this is what I'm doing, and this hurts. This really hurts, and 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 like even I remember, this sounds stupid. When my IT band was hurting, I would step up, I would turn my foot in or out, and it would make it hurt less. So I'm climbing up, you know, this stupid climb looking like a re-re and yeah looking all messed up because i got my one foot out like a club <laughs> foot or something but just just adapting and like you know and not and not getting down or not just staying positive yeah and that was just the coolest like all right i can you know i can do that i just just i'm gonna get to the next aid station and and i, I just after that that one little point i talked about earlier I, i've stayed pretty like this this is this is who i am this is what i'm doing and um i'm gonna get it done and, you know, I loved, you know, having you there because even though there were some big gaps, like, you know, I think we had 70 miles at one point where, you know, between where we are, maybe not quite, but there was quite a bit, a quite a time. few miles uh, between where I'd see you again. But I knew, okay, there's an aid station. I get to that aid station. I eat, I get, you know, have my plan and then I'll, I'll get to you. And then when I, usually when I got to you for the most part, it was like, okay, I'm gonna take I'm gonna rest or, you know, and. And you did a good job of, you were just, you were positive too. Just like, what do you need? And, and, you know, kind of fuss at me if I wasn't eating what I, what I should or asking, at least asking like, okay, you didn't eat this. Why not? You know, what's, and, and, you know, cause we get loopy mm. and it's good to ask, you know, and I, I had a pretty clear head about me for the most part. So I knew what I was doing and I was really, you know, what I would tell somebody is, and other people have done this, just really plan on chowing down at the aid stations and then get you just enough, you know, you don't have to stick to the 200 calories an hour, 60 carbs an hour while you're in between them. If you're getting a lot at the aid stations, you want something in between because you'll, it'll get you low, but just, just, just really chow down at the aid stations, get you a whole bunch of calories, fats, carbs, uh, protein, all the things even walk yeah, out. Whatever you did, you in. balanced it. You seem to balance it, it very, very well. Yeah. And so I didn't eat near as much. But your, your, your rice balls were excellent. That those were, uh, they were great. It was this, the salty, the carbs, the like, so I'll just remember running along the trail, pull out a rice ball and just, just chowing down on it. And it would hit the spot. It was, it was really good. So if anybody needs the recipe, I'll, I'll... yeah, <laughs> reach out if you want the recipe. Yes. It was good. The, the, <laughs> the normal recipe calls for a bacon in it, but I think the spam worked better. Uh, it, it has was, the more salt in it. More salt, and it was just chewier. Um, you know, the bacon will get a little... The bacon has probably been good, too. Yeah. We, we've done that before, um, but but that was a good idea. Um, it was fantastic. So um, anyway, so it was kind of funny because I have this spreadsheet here. Now, we're looking at the spreadsheet, and I had, you know, optimal times. And, like, we threw that out the window after day one. 
you know, and this was just really, and I knew it was a guide. It was just a guide, you know, just kind of a, get an idea. And, um, well, and it's funny because it, you know, you, I could tell from the beginning that she went into this with a different mindset because normally I have, you know, if I get, if I'm doing it this pace, I'll get at this rest stop at this time yeah. or this time, you know, this pace. Yeah. So you have it like out four different more columns. So, yeah. to, you know, also by the fact that you kind of figured out, I can figure out, you, you know, can, you can I math. can math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, but, I, you know, like I was okay with it, you know, yeah. when, when we got, I was ahead of the, the schedule, you know, a masa back. And then by the Indian Creek, it was, it was off. And then, you know, but I was fine with that. Like well, just. The goal is not to. Yeah. The goal is to, the, the, to win this is to finish. Yeah. I and mean, that's all really, I that's all it's, what it's, yeah. what, what it's all about. It, 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 by finishing this and I mean, beating the mountain, beating the trail, beating yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, and, uh, you know, 111 finished. Um, and I was 51st and I am, I am, that's fantastic. If you wouldn't have eaten pancakes, you probably would have been 50. I might have so. been Yeah. A few, a few, a few guys passed me like at the end, the last few miles and they were good. They were, they were booking it. And I was like, see y'all, you know, yeah. normally like I would have been competitive, but at that point I'm just like, dude. And, and I'm, it, dude. I'm proud of you. Cause I know you swear you weren't going to be competitive, but that's just not how. That's not we, how I normally No, is. that's not in you. I didn't think, but I mean, I, I think you, you were competing against yourself in this race. I, I think yeah. it, it, it yeah. and I, I wanted to, I, I really wanted to prove to myself that I could go back and do it. And, yeah. and like I, I, and when I told you, so I remember the email I sent you one day when, when I knew the registration was coming up and I think it said something like, okay, you know me, you know, I'm kind of crazy or something like that, but you know, I don't like leaving things unfinished. And I want to sign up for Moab again. And, you know, I you notice of, I kept ignoring your emails. Yeah. You, yeah. You did not reply, no. <laughs> but, but, no. but, but it was like, I felt, I, well, just, I'm glad I just felt that... like I needed to go and get redemption there and, and prove to myself I could do it. And I did it. Yeah. So. You did. Um, all right. Will. Is that all the questions you had, Miss Jennifer? Well, I, I, that's the ones I had. I know we had some other people that had a few questions. Um, um, well, also, uh, just for anybody listening, I had the Coros Vertex 2 watch. Uh, and I only, I probably didn't need to charge it. You know, I was out there 99 and a half hours. And uh, I did, when it got to 25% at one of the aid stations, I plugged it into a little battery pack. Uh, not even an aid station where I was with you. No. Uh, but I plugged it in and let it charge to like, it charged to fifty percent while I was sitting there eating something, and um, and that was good. Like it, it, it was it charge it charges super fast. It lasts super long. It charges super fast. The only thing I did, I left all the GPS on. I turned off um the heart rate monitor, uh, to make it last a little longer. And that thing's fantastic. Well, and I'm sure everybody listening knows that you do, um, coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. For anybody listening, I, I love. I love coaching people. I have I have a good group right now of coaching. I've coached people for coached uh, for 200 milers, 50Ks, anything in between. Um, I love doing it. I got certified for it. And yeah, everybody knows that. But if if you're interested in that, go to my website, www.runtheriot.run and uh, check it out and be glad to talk with you about it. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's, there's a rewarding thing about trying something that 
you don't know if you're going to be able to do it or not, but you get out there and get her done. Right. Good job. All right. Well, thank you, baby. I appreciate your help. And you were, um, you were important out there. And, and I know I can go out there and do these things just with you begrudging me, begrudgingly let me do it. But it means a lot more when I have your support. So I appreciate that, that you believe in me and let me do the thing. You're, yeah. <laughs> Good. Yay. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Well, I appreciate it. And hopefully you get this out of your system for a while. Well, um, so that's just a skinny on the Moab 240. It was a good experience. And, um, you know, I just want to thank everybody who was following along. For everybody who who sent messages, man, I, I appreciate it. I've read every one. Um, you it know, it's kind so of it, sweet. It was super humbling when I turned my phone back on and it just blew up because I had it pretty much off the entire time, like on airplane mode the whole time. And um, I just, um, it was just, I just can't, I don't know. It's just humbling to know that people from all over the place are just watching my little dot and cheering me on and praying for so me. So many people were praying for yeah. you. It was crazy. It just. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. People and some people, you know, that don't know anything about ultra running. I had, you know, people from church and some little old ladies from church were checking up on me and stuff. <laughs> it's just really cool. And, and, and it's humbling that somebody would just pay attention to, you know, just me running out in the woods and I just, just very much appreciate it. Um, but guys, I just want to remind you, um, you can do more than you think you can do. Um, don't ever sell yourself short. You just got to, might have to put in some work, might have to train hard. Uh, but you can do it. So anyway, that's about it for this episode of the Run the Riot podcast. Jennifer, anything? That's it for the Run the Riot podcast. Have a... Sure. <laughs> I'm going to get a radio voice. What are you saying then? Yeah, one more time. Try it again. Okay. That's it for today's... Episode. Episode. That's it for today's episode of Run the Riot podcast. Peace. <laughs>